Hello and welcome to the Believe Crew podcast. The business is you. I'm Jamie White, founder of Believe Crew and your host. Let's jump right in. Welcome to today's podcast. I am beyond excited. And when I say that, it is often because we are bringing on another Believe Crew coach. And so I cannot wait for everyone to meet our newest coaches. And today we are talking to Shannon about her journey and how she helps people. And Shannon, I would love to hear the way that you would explain it to people about how did you get into this? Well, thank you for inviting me on, Jamie. I appreciate it love telling that story <laughs> uh, it is exciting in in a nutshell i call myself an intuitive transformation coach i use the theta healing approach got into it from my own healing and transformation journey that uh, fortunately i just feel very thankful to god that he got me in connection with a practitioner that it changed my life on every level every aspect relationship you didn't know me before but if you would have you would look at me now and be like wow <laughs> so you know uh yeah so so anyway, i'll ask you uh, a, i'll ask you a question then do you okay. respond to things or react to things the same way that you did before no no yeah. i don't that's what we found to be it, the huge the biggest yeah. change yeah it it, it is really it's from the depth and I don't have to think about it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yep. that's the beauty of it. Seeing what transformation and healing looks like and experienced it after 50 years mm. of not having it there and how that it's possible. So it has become now just in what I wanna do, knowing what it can do, uh, the power that's in it, the hope that's in it is it's become you know a huge passion and purpose now of like, hey, this is out there. This is available. Yeah. It worked for me. I promise you it can work for you. Right. Uh, and right. in the confidence of knowing that what I do can help everyone on some level and mm -hmm. in a huge way, I can only imagine. So when you talk about what you went through prior to becoming a Theta Healer and going on the journey of, you know, working with someone in Theta Healing, what was it like before? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, brief, brief history. I had early trauma, a lot of early childhood trauma, young ages, three, four, five, very significant trauma, really from day one, actually, even my natural birth was a trauma birth. Right. And there was, you know, sexual abuse at a very, very young age, a couple of different people. And then we deal with emotional abuse and verbal, you know, up through age 20, different circumstances in life. I was in the ministry for a while, three different times, total of 12 years. I saw a lot. There was some trauma that happened there, of course too. And, but I struggled with major depression since I was 15. Mm. I was a normal child, but then as I got a little older, I don't know, I'd say, I want to say maybe I was about 10 that I just really became really angry. And um, I, I mean, I had a temper as a kid, but I never understood it. So just a lot of emotions, I pretty much only knew the emotion of either anger or depression and wow. kind of wow. have operated 50 years more or less in that way come to find out you know with that early childhood trauma a lot of that i did not remember until just three years ago i'm 50 now so but i remembered you know some of the emotional and verbal abuse and all that and how it affected me understood it affected me it wasn't until i was in my 20s and was around more how do you say normal families in a sense mm -hmm. that i really realized how you know dysfunctional things were with my father uh, growing up and some of the 
coping mechanisms that I had learned right. and behaviors that is all trauma responses, but I didn't even mm. understand the extent. So, you know, struggle with depression. So when you're struggling with depression and you're, you know, in your early twenties and your thirties, what are you doing or how are you finding help at that time? Like you'd already been diagnosed. Right. I was diagnosed with major depression at age 15. Wow. At that time I started medication and I started psychotherapy. So in the course of 50 years of my life, I have had, I actually figured it up last year. I've had a little over 20 years of individual professional counseling. Wow. All throughout, primarily what I did in those, those early years was medication and psychotherapy on and off. Now scattered throughout some of those years, there were some years in my twenties and thirties that I did try different other alternative methods, but mm -hmm. I found that they weren't as either effective or it was just kind of a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. And so then when I was 35, I started taking uh, some more medication. I'd kind of uh, been diagnosed with a little bit more severe, but it was, I wasn't convinced, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, another, and, another name, another label, another yeah, drug, another, another name, another label. Exactly. How, exactly. I, I've not ever done therapy in the traditional mm -hmm. form. We've always looked for alternative options. And um, so how do they typically, like, what's a normal conversation when you're 15 and you're coming into, I mean, what, how do they help you? Yeah. Actually, my very first psychotherapist, she was amazing. And when I saw her when she, when I was 15 and the primary reason I was going to her was because of the anger. Right, right. And because I was just absolutely so angry. So in this, I'll give you one of the main things that we worked on is my dad liked to make me angry because right. he said so. that I was cute when I was angry or something. So then of course, then that program to believe that we've obviously had to change. So I would go into her office and you know, it would be like, okay, so what's happened this week? So we would say, okay, well, this is what he did. I told him to stop. He wouldn't keep, te he kept teasing me. And so she'd say, okay, well, let's take that. So let's look at that. How can we, here's something you can say in response next time or try next time to get him to, you know, stop or respect your boundaries, that kind of thing. Well, with him, it never worked, but that's my dad's personality. So they kind of, you'd look at one situation in psychotherapy and you analyze it and yeah. figure out a different way how you can behave differently to change the outcome. And so in different therapists, do I saw many, many different therapists. Some were more helpful than others. So individual results quite vary. Would you say that the medication helped? I mean, obviously when you were on it. To a certain extent, but it, it was never complete enough. I always felt like it was covering things up and right. that's not my personality. <laughs> right, I don't like right. the idea of covering things up. You know, when you talk about uh, psychiatric drugs, you know, they do make you a little foggy and you're not as clear. And, you know, and then when I was 35 and I was diagnosed with mo taking different medication, again, that medication was even stronger and it was more, you know, foggy mentally, you know, I mean, yeah, I could function. Absolutely. Nobody even knew, but when I came across theta healing, mm -hmm. I was at the point like four and a half years ago, I had a total nervous breakdown. Mm with my nerves and it was just stress. It was medically induced. I had a psychiatrist give me the wrong medication Oof. and, um, over a period of several months, my system just got overloaded 
and I just crashed. And so I just checked, I checked myself into a hospital and fortunately saw a great psychiatrist got me turned around. But even then, you know, came out of that situation and I was on, I think three drugs, three psych drugs. And we've played with doses, you know, for the years at high, low and medium doses and whatever. Well, um, then in, in my jobs, I also come from a background. I had 12 years in the ministry um, throughout my life. And then I've had 15 years in the medical field in a hospital based setting, five of those years in a very large trauma facility, um, downtown Dallas, Texas. And in those years, um, I was an x-ray tech, a CT tech, and an MRI technologist. So um, saw a lot of trauma myself. Um, so even coming from that medical background, having the psychotherapy background as, you know, as a client, and then trying different alternative things through the years, I was last as an x-ray tech at that hospital um, at the, in downtown Dallas at the height of COVID. And then oh, my ang- <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was interesting, <laughs> let me tell you. And, uh, you know, we got short staff, we were extra work, and it was just, mm-hmm. and my anxiety just got out of control. So I just had to totally walk away from my job. But, so I started doing kind of a different alternative type energy-based technique. And for several months, it was effective to a certain extent, but it was temporary. I had homework to do. It was a pain. And I was to the point of frustration. I was unable to work for several months during that time. And then um, I was able to start working, started in a totally different field. In that connection, I came across an acquaintance of mine at the time that was a Theta Healer practitioner. And so when I came across her and uh, she says, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you like to try it? And I was like, sure, why not? You know, and I really, <laughs> at that point, I was Nothing like, else has worked. Yeah, had no help. I was just so frustrated. You know, here I, you know, it's like, I know something's wrong. I know something is underneath all this. But I had almost lost hope. But anyway, so she did one session and I realized there the value of Theta Healing within one session of what she did for me. I was like, wow. So I quit doing, you know, that other therapy I'd been doing started with her. I'd had, I think it was just two sessions. I videoed with my psychiatrist that uh, had seen me at my very worst the few years before in the hospital. And he's like, wow, you look good. You look better. I even told him what I was doing mm-hmm. and, and he was okay with it. I said, Hey, you, what do you think about us trying to get off some of these? Oh yeah, that's why. So we worked on a plan. Now, not that that would be for everybody. Right. It was just where I was, but anyway, so back to theta healing. So, you know, I started working with this practitioner. Really? She changed my life. And if you want to know the honest truth, and I do tell her she saved my life. Yeah, really yeah. with what her, with her ability and her willingness to have gone through different experiences in herself and her own healing and, and mm-hmm. transformation journey, she was able to reach me, give me the hope right. and bless her heart and her patience in dealing with me and walk me through the steps of my healing journey. You know, just realizing right away, this is life changing because you can see it right away because what Theta Healing does it changes your beliefs, subconscious and conscious. And what it's subconscious is 90%. So we've got, we're all walking around with these beliefs that we're not even aware we have. Yeah. And so like, it's been really shocking. Some of the beliefs that I've had on a level that I didn't even know I had. And given my background, right. you would be like, you had what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But 
it all makes sense. There's a conflict there and we don't understand why there's this inner conflict and this internal conflict and our behaviors aren't matching what we're saying or we're, you know, just in conflict. Like what? Exactly. You know? And so it's, it's like peeling an onion. Yeah. So you realize, well, there's this layer and then you go a little deeper in this Mm -hmm. layer. Well, that's part of the healing, you know, process. And so then, you know, the world is your mirror. So what you believe gets reflected back to you and things that you believe you end up, you know, attracting things to you. And so in the process of changing beliefs and um, clearing traumas, because we hold traumas on a cellular level. Yes. And I, you know, in the process had remembered a couple of years prior, some, the flashbacks from childhood of the, uh, the sexual abuse is the part that I didn't remember. And, um, that when that came back and we've been able to peel that apart. So, you know, I can talk to you about it now mm-hmm. and be okay with it. It's not going to affect me. I'm not going to break down and cry after I get off here either, you know, right. because we have healed that, right. You know, God in his mercy and just willingness, his unconditional love mm-hmm. and helping and wanting to, it's just, it's a miracle what, what it can do. So I'm curious, I don't know if this is, um, if, if this will make sense or not to anyone else, but when I know that there's something holding me back now, um, from moving forward, most of the time I'm pretty good with like, let's work on it. Let's work on it. Let's work on it. Like there's not a lot of resistance, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I've noticed recently I'll like, I'll feel this feeling coming up like, oh no, I'm going to learn something new. I didn't know before. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I know what what I'm talking about. And then I'll just actually start crying before I even know why I'm crying. Like, it's like, I can tell that something is coming to the surface. I'm going to be aware of something or this was like big. This was big in my yeah. life. And I didn't know that this was holding me back. I didn't know this belief was buried. Right. I'm curious. I mean, your laughter kind of tells me that maybe you understand, but I was going to ask if, if you've noticed the same things or something similar or how you feel, you know, when, when there's this like, what, is there something coming up from the past that I don't remember? <laughs> yes. Uh, that It is so true for me. Anger. Oh. If I'm starting to oh. get angry and agitated, something is coming up. That is really and interesting. It is. And even when I was, you know, doing my sessions with my practitioner and uh, we would be on and all of a sudden there, there were a few times <laughs> that I just would go off, you know, bless her heart, uh, yeah. you know, and it just totally, I mean, it took months before I was even willing, got to the place where I could even break down and cry because that it was so anger. Mm. It, it just was all this anger. But as and anger dealt, is almost a coping mechanism really to totally. kind of cover up and, and be the, be the wall, right? Like totally. it's, it's not safe to feel right. and so, or whatever the beliefs are at the time. Yeah. Um, and it's not safe to be vulnerable or who knows, right. you know, but then, so anger is sort of that first layer of defense. Yeah. Basically that it's, what I'm it hearing. Is, oh yeah. It's t- my total defense. So mm-hmm. I know now if, you know, something happens either just in myself or if I happen to be, you know, out and about or in a conversation or something and I get triggered, I start getting angry. Mm-hmm. There was there something in me got triggered 
and I know there's some beliefs coming up. Right. I know there's some work. Right. There's some clearing that needs to happen. <laughs> you know, and I am, you know, I was so desperate when I came across my practitioner and at the end of my rope, because it's like, I hate living like this. Right. You know, this is a miserable existence. I am miserable, you know, and you don't understand why. Yeah. That's and, the sad part. Right? Yeah. Because we're not trained on, I mean, I wasn't trained on that to understand like, why am I in this cycle that I don't know why I'm in? You know, I thought, right. I thought that, I think I made the assumption that those around me had it figured out and that if they knew something, they would have told me. And then when I didn't hear it, I just assumed I had everything. I had all the information I needed because I thought I had good, you know, good mentors, good people around me, good right. leaders, but I wasn't hearing how do I, why am I in the same cycle and how do I get out of it? Is it possible yeah. to get out of? Yeah, it is totally possible. Yeah. And like, you know, as a, as a theta healer practitioner, really there the sign of a good theta healer practitioner is, you know, our beliefs are like Jenga blocks stacked mm -hmm. on a tower. If you can get to those bottom beliefs and you pull them out, that whole tower is coming down. Yeah. And yeah. the beauty with the theta healing, you do not have to know all those other beliefs. It is totally not important. So right. like when, when I'm doing a session with someone, um, what information is coming to me? I don't question. It's like, okay, how does this fit together? Let's find this belief and pull it out and boom, let's be done and let everything mm -hmm. topple. We don't try to figure out what in pulling, pulling that out. Sometimes you do get the reaction. Like now I'm learning a whole, that there's a whole spectrum of emotions that I never knew existed for 50 years. Wow. You know, it really, my, my practitioner said to me, and we've been working for months and mm -hmm. uh, she just said to me, she goes, Shannon, have you really ever been happy? And I was like, no, I really never have been. I really don't know what that is like because I had spent my whole life covering every, every emotion up, trying to protect myself in every way um, with, with anger. And that's what's fantastic about the brain is its ability to adapt and to change. Yeah. And it is amazing. You know, what we can go through as children and adults and the, the things that we can face and how incredibly amazing our brain is at protecting ourselves. We learn mm -hmm. these coping mechanisms, but yeah. the beauty is with theta healing, you can go in and you're basically, I don't know how else to say, you know, rewiring and yeah. teaching, you know, let's pull this out and clear these traumas out. And that's the, the beauty of it. Like, and even, you know, of course, I obviously, you know, being ages three, four, and five when of the, all these flashbacks, I remember enough, right. but I don't remember all the details. But with theta healing, I didn't have, have to remember. To. Yeah. That's the difference between, like you were asking earlier, um, you know, psychotherapy, going mm -hmm. to see a counselor. Well, seeing a counselor, you have to go in and you have to, okay, I remember this happened and you process it. You break it down every little detail. How did you feel? What did you think? What did you, you know, and sometimes you got to write lists around it and whatever mm. feeling or what comes up and, and they try to teach you ways to process around it. Well, it's very tedious, but it is also very painful. Right. Theta healing removes that element. And that has been a huge blessing for me because mm. it's traumatic enough 
on people to remember that a a trauma happened right and if you don't if you can just pull the the you know the bottom beliefs and clear the trauma the memory surrounding it without a person having to go through that that's huge yeah having been on both sides of that coin myself that is huge yeah there's so much here and there's a question coming up for me if you knew today um that you you had a parent let's just say come to you and say you know i have a teenager they're just acting like a teenager what would be your response to that um first thing how long has this been going on when did this ooh, start Ooh, good question and what was going on in the family environment at the time this behavior Ooh. started? Mm -hmm. Because there is a reason that behavior started when it happened, when it did. Mm. Something happened to that child or in that environment that affected that child in some way. Had to have. Yeah. And that's, you know, we can go back to a lot of, you know, physical uh you know, ailments like even my, you know, I've had chronic migraines for since age 11 for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, they were an average of on a pain scale, zero to 10, 10 being the worst. They were average of a seven. I dealt with them for years mm -hmm. and it was not until I even had Botox injections, but it was not until Theta Healing came along that we were able to really get them down to a level that, you know, they're down to a one or two. How often do you have them? Um, <laughs> I still have them very often. I oh. have, I still have them about every other day. If sometimes several but times a, a week for you, this is a huge change. Oh, I it's don't a huge have change. any, I've not had any, you know, that's one of the things that's been hard to, it, it, it feels hard. And maybe that's a belief I need to work on <laughs> to talk about how much of an impact stuff like theta healing can, can make because I didn't have a lot of that stuff. You know, anytime yeah. that I had issues, I was trying to figure out how can I work on this? And for the last uh, five years, maybe longer now, we understood that there was a direct connection between the, the mind and the body and what was going on in the right. way that we were thinking. And, you know, so we started releasing emotions. That's how we first mm -hmm. started doing it. And when I released unsupported, I no longer had this burning fire along my upper back um, right. because that's where, you know, we hold unsupported sometimes. I mean, like as, as I've right. studied this stuff, I've learned that, mm -hmm. you know, 80% of the time it might be similar, but then there's always the, let's go into, you know, what's specific to you. But one of the things too, that I was thinking about is, um, there's some work by Dr. John Sarno was one of the first books that I'd ever read and it was called The Divided Mind. And he talks about the connection between pain and in the body, the mm -hmm. mind. And then the next um, was maybe Dr. Bruce Lipton and the biology of belief. And he talks about mm -hmm. epigenetics. And so when you talk about rewiring the brain, um, he mentions things in his book that helped me understand and realize the perspective that I come from today after, after reading lots of books and then really getting into this and practicing it in real life ourselves, that we get our DNA and our cellular memory when we're born, just like we get blue eyes and brown eyes. Yes. And we download our parents' belief systems sometimes, or we get all these old programs oh. from our ancestors and 
this this idea like when you say that you had depression and that you were on these drugs sometimes if we go online i've seen photos of like what does it look like a brain that's you know dealing with depression and you'll mm -hmm. see like a certain type of a brain right i really believe that we can heal those as we heal our beliefs as we clear from the trauma and that the dna and and there's there's regrowth i mean how do, how do we regrow bones if we can't regrow that's just not the way god made us right, right? and so yeah the the physical pieces you know going back to that like the trump you've been doing this work for only a short period of time right in terms of compared to what the work you were doing you know for right oh, how right, long? right right and you've already seen this much of an impact you've oh, already yeah. seen this much of a change but that doesn't mean that you won't continue to heal right like i just want to oh, exactly. kind of give exactly. space to where yeah, yeah, your yeah. migraines are at i you know if you're still having them every other day but they're a one for you, that's a big shift. For me, right. that still sounds awful. <laughs> oh, it's great. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the healing journey, it, it's a continual journey. And like, even I look back to two months ago, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of progress. I've done a lot of work on myself, uh, you know, and uh, some other fellow healers, you know, we've worked on me and, you know, so yeah, that's, and that's another thing, you know, we, and little things come up and we can get rid right. of it but absolutely the the brain can absolutely be healed i was on psychiatric medications heavy psychiatric medications when i started thaline healing and they are gone there's only wow. one really tiny one left and that will be gone in a, about a month or six weeks the rest wow. of them are gone things that i thought were impossible to be getting rid of now would it be possible for everybody i don't know that is between them right. and their doctor but right. for me it has been so huge just on that level as far as you know from the psychiatric the emotional all of that as we've healed and it's i just you know really i get i give total credit to um you know when we change the beliefs we're pulling out these limiting beliefs if we get to the point where we're choosing to not limit god and not limit what can our healing capability you know, right, of what right. is possible when we realize that, you know, hey, this is possible. And I promise you, if, if, if things can change for me, it can change for a lot of people. What are some of the things that you would love for people to know? Really that, first of all, nothing is impossible. Healing is possible. And so many levels with the, with the traumas, you don't, it doesn't have to stay with you forever. I mean, I have had a lot of significant trauma in my life and different times of my life. It's gone. I mean, do I remember what happened? Of course, absolutely. But the effects of it is gone. So just because you have a remember, A, it happened, but it, it doesn't have to wear you down. It doesn't have to drag you down. And I love sharing that there is hope. And you know, people that have knew me way back and that see me now, they're like, wow, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Because there, there is a difference. And especially if you talk to me in understanding that we create our own reality. And if we change our beliefs and how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about others, how we feel about God, how we feel about situations, we just change ourselves. It can change our whole reality. In, in essence, change is possible. It yeah. doesn't have to be painful and it can be instantaneous and it can be permanent.
It all sounds almost too good to be true. And yet, let's think about it for a minute. When we break a bone, I've had kids, um, I've had I have six boys, right? So I have multiple broken bones sometimes. And they heal. Right. They heal. Right. So it is possible. Absolutely. Why, why do we want to believe that it's not possible? My husband and I have a podcast called Business Addicts, and uh, the reason is because my husband was a former addict, and we want to share our story, and we want to share hope. And as we've gone through the process of healing for ourselves together, really, right, because mm -hmm. I was affected by addiction and I was an enabler, right? initially, that process was met with extreme resistance, mm -hmm. like to the point where he almost walked out on our relationship. It was like, something has to change. I said, I'm done. Like, this mm -hmm. is no longer okay. And um, I said, I need you to work on it or I need you to leave. Mm -hmm. And he started walking out. And I was like, why are you walking out? And he said, well, because it's too, it's too hard to change. Oh, yeah. And so he had a belief that it was too hard to change. Right. So then- right. We had to take care of that belief first. Exactly. <laughs> to, to take that bottom, you know, block out, the bottom Jenga block out. Like Exactly. And then exactly. once we took that out, once we shifted that belief and that perspective, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, now after a couple of years, the resistance is almost not even there. I mean, yeah. it's so minimal. And the the change is so fast that now the question is, why would we want to resist change? Right? Exactly. That's totally where I'm at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you're going through that process, at the very beginning in the fact, you've got some of those huge beliefs that are mm. really blocking you and you start pulling those out and you start seeing, and that's the beauty, like what I do for, uh, you know, a lot of people it, the very first time, you know, get on, let's chat, let's just change just a few things. Yeah. And if they can see how it can impact their life, just a few minutes changing just yeah. a few things and realize that, Oh, a block can be removed. That opens the door then. So like what y'all experienced mm. changing that, pulling that belief out, open the door that, Oh, this, wait, this is possible. Oh, wait, wait, this can change. It can right, right there, you know, and that's what I experienced. You know, yeah. I mean, I've changed, I don't, thousands and thousands of beliefs. And now to the point of if something's coming up for me, it's like, uh, how fast can I change this? You know, I, I will go excuse myself if into the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right. and, go, and go do some work right. because it's like, uh, it's not I don't want to feel this way. Right. You'd have to write it down otherwise and deal with it later. <laughs> like, let's just take care of it right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I, I live so long in a state of anger and frustration and miserableness that I'm like, that comes back in and I'm like, oh no, it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will, we are going to fix that right now. I really don't care what's happening. I'm right. going to take care of this. Really, that's the point that people have to get to. Yeah. In order to really get the help, taking responsibility, you know, for mm -hmm. the past, but changing then, okay, I can look back at the situation and say, yes, I was you know, maybe I was wrong and this and this and this. Well, what caused it to be that way? Where is that belief right. that made me react and made me behave right. and made me say whatever? Let's find that and pull that out. When we talk about trauma and when we think about some of this stuff, the perspective that 
maybe I was raised with. I, I don't know exactly, but I feel like I've seen this perspective out there. Let's say it that way. Why do we need to make such a big deal out of it? Like, why do we need to make such a big deal out of trauma? I feel like somehow it doesn't really show up until later in life again. Like there's just, it. it's like if we just say, let's just move on. It continues to impact us and continues to impact right. us, but we're just not aware that that's what the impact is from. Totally. Okay. It, that 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 is, I am one hundred percent believe believed with that. That um, that if we don't deal with something, mm -hmm. it will impact us. We right. just don't understand how all it's impacting us, right. because we can pull out, you know, a belief, and even just changing that belief, we don't understand how the positive that's going to be you know, right. For us. So on the so, flip side, right. Yeah. That's on the flip side, but on the, yeah. the downside, you know, a trauma happens to you. Well, you know, I was unaware of all that trauma that was, that happened at that early age. I knew some of the facts. I knew I had all the anger, but do you know how much easier life would have been if right. that would have been dealt with, but nobody knew what was going on. Right. I didn't. My pet peeve, I'll tell you right now, is when oh, people yeah. say, forgive and forget. Okay. Mm. Well, there is a certain bit to that. But in order to do that, it's called deal with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's called acknowledge, accept, do, deal with it. Then the forgiveness comes in. Right, right. If we take care of the forgiveness, we clear the trauma, we change the beliefs, Mm -hmm. from what that event did to us, then yeah, we can move on and move on in a healthy way. Right. Because a lot of people, if you just say, oh, forgive and forget, and why can't I move on? Well, okay. If you try to just forgive and forget and don't deal with it, you mm -hmm. maybe you can move on, but are you really being healthy? Yeah. I think what we've found is that occasionally we don't need to know anything more about the situation. Right. But sometimes we go to forgive and we're like, oh, wait, there's something blocking me from really forgiving. And right. maybe it's that I need to forgive myself in the process too. And exactly. so by working with, you know, the theta healing modalities and mm -hmm. working with other people to help us, it's like, can you help me here? Because I'm a little stuck. Like I'd like to forgive, right. but there's something holding me back from doing that. Right. And then that's helped us, you know, kind of recognize like, maybe there's something else I need to know about this situation and be aware of and forgive and clear that first. <laughs> then I can forgive the next layer. Yeah. Is there anything you feel have been, has been left unsaid? Oh, wow. Well, I could go on because I'm very passionate about it. So, <laughs> you know, for people to understand that you don't have to stay stuck, you can mm -hmm. change. Your reality can totally change. Mm -hmm. if, if you knew me, you know my reality back then and now right, you right. you will be a believer. I'll, I have a conversation. What aspect do you want to talk about? I'll talk to you. you know. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And the piece that comes up for me that I would love to just continue to share is I didn't know that asking for help was okay. Yeah. And so what I found today is that oftentimes I need to ask for help and I want to ask for help because there's something holding me back from really getting clarity on what it is. And so having someone hold my hand as I'm walking across, you know, a new scary thing, you know, or just something right. that feels fragile, you know, just right. hold my hand right. through this process. Like it's okay to get help. Right. I know it sounds maybe cliche, but I didn't know that. Yeah. 
It's been so good to talk to you. Thank you. It's been great to talk to you. Appreciate you having me on.